0: This week on Dream Team Fantasy, we talk about our big DFS win, our thoughts on week one, our DFS plays, and our last man standing survivor pick.
1: Dream Team Fantasy is a Thunder Media Live production for shows on relationships and fitness and even the restaurant industry in Rochester. Check out thundermedialive.com.
0: Welcome to another episode of Dream Team Fantasy. Alongside Tyler Syracuse, I'm Nick Milo. What's up, bud?
1: Uh, lots of digest after week one. A lot happened. My DFS cash lineups weren't that good and ended up having a great tournament score. So it was, it was a weird week because I feel like we got a lot right. But at the same time, some of the things that we predicted, we got terribly wrong. Like the Browns getting spanked by the Titans. Yeah, the Browns really hurt us. The Seahawks barely winning and then the Eagles... Getting down seventeen to nothing to the Redskins and having to come back and uh, I mean they were down seventeen zip with like three thirty left in the in the second quarter until uh, Deshaun Jackson had that long touchdown pass. Yeah,
0: it was uh, it was ugly. Eagles looked bad in the beginning. Actually, I know you don't have Facebook, so you didn't see this, but on Instagram. I commented on, like, NFL Network's post. They had top five rankings. One was Patriots, and it was, like, Chiefs, Saints, Rams, and number five was the Eagles. And I commented, like... I don't think the Eagles should be number five. I got bombarded with like 15 (laughs) comments like you're a clown. Like then I was saying they're underrated and some guys like your life's underrated and just they just went ham. And I'm like, all right, you guys got to settle down a little salty.
1: Yeah, honestly, I have a ton of I have all the overs on the Eagles for the season. I mean, I bet they're I bet them to win the division. I bet they're over under. And unfortunately, Malik Jackson's out for the season. That was one of the things I wanted to touch on. Uh, he's he's only 30 years old. He was going to be one of their primary pass rushers, so that's definitely going to hurt them. Uh, and then, uh, honestly, Dallas looked better than Philly, in my opinion. And yeah. I know Dallas was playing the Giants, but they looked good. They looked Prescott really good. looked awesome. Yeah, they looked good all around.
0: Um, before we get into it, we'll just say that, you know, it is 9-11. Um, you know, we just want to thank all the service men, women that have served, are serving, um, affected by this tragedy that happened 18 years ago. Um, you know change the world forever and I kind of remember being in like social studies class or something and watching it on TV and I don't really recall thinking you know I don't think I realized what it what the impact was at that time um, but yeah we just want to you know give our thoughts and prayers to everyone that was involved um, and probably still struggling today so um, with that said let's get into some headlines here biggest one a b uh rape charges coming out i it it sound the more i see the videos the messages it it sounds like this girl's trying to fish for something maybe a payday um so it's unfortunate because maybe a b was going to try and get his shit together with the patriots but um this coming out definitely hurts him a little bit and then henry uh hunter henry the tight end for the chargers gets injured uh it's his other knee, not the one where he tore his uh, his MCL on last year. So he's out four to six weeks. It looks like um, I don't think they're going to put him on IR, but po- probably six weeks. Same injury that JJ Watt had that actually kept him out for a whole season. So I uh, probably dropping Henry if I need an absolute spot on my bench, or if your league doesn't offer, you know, IR spots for you to stash someone like that. And then um, Hill is out six weeks with a broken collarbone, which hurts a lot of fantasy people. A lot of people kept Hill. A lot of people drafted him early. Um, you know, the chiefs are just going to be what they were last year, just dynamic throwing up the scoreboard and then Foles out. He didn't last long in his debut with the Jags out for an extended period of time. And Geis mri and his other knee it looks like he'll be out for some time they bring back ap i think i actually picked him up in our league um and uh i think he's just gonna run like a madman this week because he's pissed off that he was healthy scratch last week um you got any interest in uh, ap this week
1: I really don't have too much interest just because they're a touchdown underdog at Dallas. And I think Dallas is going to get off to a hot start and put the Redskins in negative game scripts, which means Chris Thompson will be the primary Redskins running back. Uh, real quick on Antonio Brown. I agree with you. I think it's a money grab. Um, they, they had a relationship for a couple of years, so it, it seems like whatever they had was consensual, consensual. So the rape allegations didn't make too much sense in my opinion. Uh, it was a bad week injury wise. Um, for me, I, I mean, I had some Nick Foles exposure in DFS. He got off to a fast start on his touchdown pass. Uh, that's actually when he got hit by two defenders and, and he's going to be out for a while. Uh, we already mentioned the Malik Jackson one. It's going to hurt the Eagles a little bit. We and had some then Tyree Kale too. Another team I'm really high on the Chiefs. I mean they're they're just so fun to watch, and it, it sucks that Tyree Hill got hurt because that's another team I have Super Bowl futures on, and I bet they're over. And I I tend to to roster a lot of Chiefs, but it is a good opportunity for Sammy Watkins who had a big game and and McCole Hardman the rookie to uh, establish some chemistry with, with uh, Mahomes. Yeah, I think
0: I think they'll be fine. Um, Without Hill, especially Watkins. this week
1: against the Raiders, yeah,
0: and Raiders top corner first round pick out for the season with a shoulder tear or something like that. So he's done for the season. I, I just they'd have no one to cover Sammy Watkins and Kelsey, and they'll probably just eat this week.
1: And um, then real quick, I just wanted to like recap my DFS week. Um, I know so I made a ton of lineups and um. Honestly, um, the, my player pool was pretty good. I had a lot of um, I had a lot of Chris Carson, had a lot of Nick Chubb, Delvin Cook. My best lineup had the Mahomes to Watkins stack, uh, brought it back with D.D. Westbrook, and then the three running backs I rostered were Austin Eckler, who was the second highest running back behind McCaffrey, Chris Carson, and uh, Mark Ingram was my other one. So I had a, a pretty good shot to to win the hundred grand on over on FanDuel the four hundred and fifty dollar contest. It was in second place late in the day on Sunday, so they just include the the Sunday early game, so not the Sunday late one. But unfortunately, that Cardinals Lions game went to overtime. We were sweating it. We were sweating it. Forth. I was in second place for fifty k. Uh, a guy a few points behind me had David Johnson. There were so many chances for that game to end. And it just wouldn't end. And it was like the last drive
0: the Cardinals had. It was like the last carry. David second down handoff. He gets
1: like two yards. Passed me by like 0.12, $20,000 swing. So I just wanted to point that out. First of all, I wanted to vent about it a little bit. I've kind of been venting all week (laughs) about it. That's what we're here
0: for. That's what we're here for.
1: Running the place through my head. Um, But it just goes to show that these things are top heavy. And the only reason I was up there in the first place is because Austin Eckler got lucky and he got an overtime touchdown. I was surprised how low owned he was. Yeah, there was, a like we said, uh, there was a lot of good running back plays and he just kind of went under the radar because... I know you were, like, we were high on him and I know that you were really high on him. Yeah. And I was just like,
0: he was like 17% owned.
1: I ended up with a bunch of Fournette and Chubb, but I really think there was six clear running backs last week. The others were... Ingram, Carson, Christian McCaffrey, and Delvin Cook. So really four out of the six went off, and then the only two that didn't were were Nick Chubb and Leonard Fournette. Even Mahomes.
0: Mahomes was like 9% owned. Uh, it was just crazy to me that they were so low owned those guys. And that's what helps, you know, with those GPPs is when you got someone that's low owned and goes off and puts up 30 points.
1: Yeah. And it's always easy to look at your roster and, and go back and say, oh, I, I just needed this and that to happen. But basically what happened, the guy passed me by point one, two, like I said, it was $20,000 difference. The guy that came in first actually only beat me by three points and I was the only one with Mahomes and Kelsey. And I actually went back and rewatched all the games already. And Travis Kelsey could have easily had two touchdowns. Mahomes missed him wide open in the first half. And um, basically it only happened because Mahomes was getting fancy and he tried a no-look pass. Yeah,
0: I was not. I, why don't you, you text me that, and then I watched the replay and I was like, why the fuck did he do that? Like, yeah. So I know he wants to do that Showtime Mahomes and everything, <laughs> but he was so open. It was yeah. literally a lob pass to Kelsey.
1: And as we talked about, like, I had a ton of exposure to Travis Kelsey. So even if he gets one touchdown, it kind of changes my whole week. Yeah. And um, he had another one where he caught the ball, couldn't get his other foot in. He had plenty of room. He just kind of lost where he was on the field. And then uh, he actually had 88 yards and it was all in the first half and he didn't get any looks in the second half and i remember calling on the podcast last week listen he's gonna have 100 yards by halftime hopefully (laughs) the jacks can keep it close and he'll keep going but unfortunately the chiefs got off to uh i think they were up like 37 to 13 so they kind of started running the ball and uh weren't passing as much
0: yeah sammy watkins went off out of nowhere but yeah he uh they had a good game. I mean, they, they look, just picked up right where they left off. Mahomes did walk off the field at one point, help, helped off the field. I got it kind of worried. Yeah. My heart was, like, in my throat. Right. Um.
1: So I just wanted to recap real quick. Like, so it was uh it was a rough week in cash games, mainly because we had Jameis Winston.
0: Yeah, he fucked us.
1: But with that one big tournament score, I, I kind of was able to escape the week uh, with a profit. So I just wanted to go through that. You know what? Recap. If...
0: If the Bucks were in the main slate this week, I would go right back to Winston well. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna ha- I think he's gonna rebound. I just got a good feeling that I think it was last year. Last year or two years ago, he started off slow and then like the second game he put up like four hundred yards for four touchdowns, but his first game was like awful like the one he just had. So I I like him tomorrow night if you do play the one game slate. I like Winston a lot. Um other thoughts on week one, the Browns were Horrendous. And it just, I know we had talked earlier in the season that we both thought the Titans were going to be bad and shitty. And this is like, this is typical Titans. You know, they come out, they play good defense. The game was close all game. And then Baker just kind of like collapsed at the end of the game. Um, and then Derrick Henry does his one big <laughs> breakout where he goes for 75 it yards. me crazy. He has that like every game where he has that one big play where he goes like 75 yards on a run or a screen. I've just never rostered that guy, and all of his touchdowns seem like they're so fluky. They, they, I mean, they're. It's literally it's one play. And it's – it happened – like, if they just hand him the ball, if he gets those 15, 20 touches, he's going to get that one where he just breaks it off and he goes 70 yards and he gets a touchdown. And I was watching it, and I'm like, this fucking guy, every time. But, yeah, he uh, – the, the Browns looked bad. The Eagles got off to a really slow start. We had them in our last-man standing pick, so I was kind of nervous at first, honestly. Um, the Seahawks didn't dominate as much as I thought they were going to dominate. Their defense looked like shit. Um They still pulled off the win. Um, Any other thoughts you have on week one?
1: Yeah, so like I said, I watched film on every game so far. So I was up late last night, grinding all the film, seeing every team play. The thing that really stood out in Cleveland, Tennessee, was just all the penalties that the Browns had. I don't know exactly what the final numbers were, but... I think it was close to 200 yards. Yeah, it was like 170-something, I think. They're like the most penalized team of week one. Mm -hmm. So, personally, I think they'll be fine. I think we're going to go right back to the Browns in week two. They're playing the Jets on Monday Night Football. Um, It's weird because Tennessee is always capable of of these wins. I know they had a couple good wins last year, including against the Patriots. And it seems they fall apart against some of the weaker teams and they're Mariotta, playing yeah mariotto has his games but then he'll go back and he'll come down to earth and they're playing has. indy this week and indy's catching plus three so I, I think that's a good bet straight up with indy plus three and then even to tease him up to plus 10 because I, I mean i'm just not a believer in the titans team i know they won by 30 but like we said it was pretty close and then baker kind of just got a little aggressive and and threw a couple stupid passes and and, and this hope is it, over. yeah.
0: I hope it kind of humbles the Browns a little bit. You know, they got cocky. OBJ's out there wearing a three hundred fifty thousand dollars watch. Like, come on. You know, it's the NFL. Get it together. You, and you talk all this shit. You assemble this tremendous offensive powerhouse that can't even put up twenty points against the Titans. So we'll see. Um, I, I'm, I'm still not sold on the Browns because to me right now, the Browns are still the Browns until proven otherwise. I like the Jets. Still like the Jets. Love Bell, baby. Got in the end zone. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Don't forget about our little bet. Um, all right. So waiver wire pickups. Um, Hollywood Browns, probably a big one for people. Amendola, Ross. A, a stat I saw from... Uh, Pro Football Focus, 18% snap rate for Hollywood Brown. He was not on the field a lot. He was on the field for like 15 plays or something like that. Still had four grabs for 147 yards and two touchdowns on five targets. Amendola was out for 53% snap rate. He had seven grabs for 104 and a touchdown on 13 targets. And then Ross was out there for pretty much the whole game. Uh, 12 targets, seven grabs, 158 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, AJ Green's out of the walking boot I don't know when he's going to be back Looks like he's headed in the right direction I like Ross probably Out of the three I just don't know I mean they played the Dolphins the Ravens did so Hollywood Brown to me Not being out there a lot kind of Worries me I know they got off to a fast start but Only 18% of the snap rate But I liked uh, I got I picked up Ross In a couple of my leagues um, Who were your top waivers this week
1: so those were a few of them I considered. I really don't think Danny Amendola has much of a ceiling. I think that will probably be his best game of the year. Uh, his touchdown was scored on kind of a off-script play where Stafford broke the pocket and he threw it downfield and Amendola juked his guy and scored. But like you said, he's only playing about half the snaps. Marquise Brown's still tough to trust. He didn't even practice on Friday. And then he goes out there and has that kind of game. He's had... Two catches for over 100 yards and two touchdowns on his first two catches of his career, which is just incredible. Uh, it's clearly the, the Dolphins are in tank mode. They're probably going to end up trading some of their better players. There's already reports on that. So they're definitely going to be a team that we look to target both in the betting markets and the DFS markets. Um, Lamar Jackson looked awesome. Another couple of receivers I was looking into were McCole Hardman, the rookie with Terry Kill injured. He was actually out there for almost 80% of the snaps. So he only got one target in the game, but I think with a week's worth of practice, I think that's going to be a guy that Andy Reid looks to utilize with his speed to replace Terry Kill. The other one was Terry McLaurin. I think he... For the skins For the Redskins, yeah. yeah. He had had a big game. He actually almost caught another touchdown pass. He looked good. Case Keenum missed him, and he had a 75-yard touchdown on top of the already 100 yards and and touchdown he already had. So it could have been a huge game for him. Yeah, I was watching the film on him, and he looked like
0: he was... He was Keenum's, like, security blanket when he was flushed out of the pocket and he was looking for him.
1: And he looked real athletic, he looked fast, and he was making some contested catches as well. Yeah. Uh, John Ross, I mean, he's just so hard to trust with the way his career has started. He did have a 60 yard touchdown at the end of the first half where the Seahawks' safety just totally misplayed the ball and, and that kind of bolstered Ross's fantasy day. But he was getting a ton of separation. He did look pretty good. So from the eye test, he, I mean, he, he did look good, but he's just, he's hard to trust. And, and like you said, AJ Green will probably be back in a few weeks. So John Ross will definitely be seeing less targets when AJ Green returns to the lineup.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. So let's get to uh, DFS this week. Uh, like we said, we did pretty good last week. Um, one of Tyler's lineups actually won 30 K and a GPP, uh, if you follow us on social media, you probably saw it posted a couple times. Um, you know, if you guys have questions and you want to get involved here, listen to the podcast, subscribe, uh, message us, follow us. And, uh, you know, let's help you win some money here. But let's start the quarterback position. Um, who are some of your targets this week?
1: Quarterback this week is going to be pretty narrow for me. I think there's a few guys that really stick out. Derek Carr on the cheaper side really sticks out on DraftKings. He's just over $5,000. They're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty much I always like to play quarterbacks against the Chiefs unless it's in Kansas City where they have a pretty good home field advantage. Derek Carr's last couple games, he's gone over 20 fantasy points against the Chiefs. Uh, Honestly, they looked pretty good on Monday night against the Broncos. Oakland was actually one of the teams I bet in week one. Um, every, there was just so much negativity surrounding the team. Everyone was assuming the Broncos were going to win. And any time the public is completely on one side, I usually like to take the other side. So I thought Oakland was a pretty good pick there. Uh, another quarterback I'm looking into is Josh Allen. He's got a, a real good matchup against the Giants. He's still really cheap. You're going to go back to that Bills well? Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> we were
0: texting, like, on Sunday, and you're just saying, like, you just cannot, I can't, you can't pick the right time to play these Bills.
1: Yeah, they're a hard team to predict. He had four turnovers, but honestly, they were moving the ball great. No, they were. And really, the only reason they weren't getting points is because he had four turnovers. So eventually, they kind of, they got going there, and, and they came back and won. He's just way too cheap, and we've seen his upside, so he's definitely going to be a guy that I'm going to gravitate toward two in tournament. And then the last couple on the more expensive range would be Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Both of them just have great matchups and, and they have a great shot to be the top scoring quarterback on the slate. So those are guys you want to look for. Yeah. At the top
0: top there, I'd probably go with Mahomes, uh, but I, I like Watson a lot. I mean, what Mahomes did to that Jags D I mean, Watson's just as talented And, you know, with the weapons and Hopkins and Fuller and Stills, I mean, we were were talking about the game when we were watching it. I mean, they just – he's so athletic. He's so calm in the pocket that, I mean, their offensive line is horrendous and their defense is probably going to give up some points. So I really like Watson this week. I like Dak as well Um, down here on DK's 6,300 going up against Washington. Once Wentz kind of got into a rhythm, uh, he kind of picked apart the Washington D. He was throwing right over the top of the defenders. And Dallas has a better offensive line. Um, with. And then they got Cooper and Gallup that can spread the field and dump down to Zeke. So I like Dak. Um, let's see what else. Down here a little farther. I like Jared Goff uh, going against New Orleans.
1: Um, 5,900. And that game has, has the highest over-under, so that's a good game to target in general. Um, he didn't have a great game,
0: but I think, you know, at home here against, <coughs> excuse me, against a New Orleans defense that, you know, Watson picked apart um, through at will, I think with Cooks and Cup and Woods, he could uh, he could have a good, good game. Then going down farther. Uh, let's see, Dalton, no, Cousins, no. We talked about Allen. Um, I think that's about it. I think Allen's probably the farthest I'd go down here at fifty three
1: hundred. No interest in Derek Carr.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he looked good. I it just. I think Jacobs is hurt now. For how long? They're running back i didn't see he got hurt i thought he got hurt um i'll have to check that but yeah i thought jacobs was hurt or questionable at least um i I don't know i'm not i don't know i'm not huge on Carr. i like the waller play that we were talking about before um at tight end we'll get to that he's cheap but i'd rather play josh allen if
1: we're going down here Yeah, I like Josh Allen for his upside. Derek Carr is kind of a a safer pick for cash games because he has a good shot at the 300-yard bonus. Um, Probably going to be a negative game script, so you'd think Oakland will get, you know, 40, 50 pass attempts going against the Chiefs. Uh, Moving on to running back, I think it's pretty clearly, I mean, Alvin Kamara is going to be in, like, every single lineup I make. So they're going up against the Rams in L.A. It's got the highest total. In these close games, the, the Saints tend to pick up their tempo, so they're going to have more plays. And the Rams also ran the second fastest-paced offense in the league last year. So this is a game that can feature a ton of plays. It's going to be back and forth. Alvin Kamara just gets a ton of targets. Um, McCaffrey just had a huge game against the, against the same defense in the Rams. And I think Alvin Kamara, he didn't score last week, so I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna find the end zone this week, and and I like his chance at even a possibility of the hundred yard bonus for both rushing and receiving. So I think he's my by far my my top running back of of the week in the main slate with uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, uh Thursday game.
0: Yeah, I like Kamara a lot. Um, going down, I like. Um, Another guy I really like that's down here a little farther is Carryon Johnson going against um, the Chargers. They said that they want to run the ball more, um, I think, against this D. Who did, the Charger, who did the Chargers play last week? They just played N.D. Marlon Mack. Yeah, Mac so Marlon Mack went off a career day. Uh, he actually led the week in, uh, for rushing yards. And I just think Kerryon is he's got that kind of talent. And I think if Detroit wants to run the ball more and kind of keep Rivers off the field and Eckler off the field, I like Carry on down here at 5,700.
1: I'm not super high on him, just mainly because I like a few of the guys underneath him and Josh Jacobs and then Matt Breida, I think, is a great play this week because Tevin Coleman was already rolled out with an ankle injury. Um, so he's going to be the main guy with Raheem Mostert backing up Brita. Josh Jacobs was only 4,700. He played almost 80% of the snaps. So I think he's a better play than carry on who only ended up playing like 56% of the snaps in week one. So he, is, he does have a good matchup. I think that's going to be a slower paced game. So I, I probably won't have too much carry on and, and I'll go for the cheaper guys and Josh Jacobs and Matt Brita. So what about down here
0: with uh, Singletary going up against the Giants? And then also Chris Thompson at 3,900. You know, if we both think that Dallas is going to kind of blow them out of the water, they're going to have to play, you know, a two-minute offense and play catch-up. Chris Thompson could be in there catching passes left and right. Um, You know, 3,900 down here, viable play, in my opinion.
1: I think I would lean Singletary between the two, just because Singletary played about 70% of the snaps. And he's got an awesome matchup against the Giants and he looks really good. Yeah, the thing with Chris good. Thompson, I think he, he, I mean he has some viability, but I think a ceiling game for him might be 8 catches for for 72 yards or something like that. I think it's going to be really hard for him to find the end zone. So, I like to usually play guys with higher ceilings. He does have a really cheap price tag and and we all know that he's going to catch passes, so he he's definitely better suited for DraftKings uh than FanDuel.
0: I'm obviously going to have some Sony Michelle and pretty much every Patriots. I don't even know who the Patriots backup quarterback is, but I might throw him in a couple lineups. (laughs) I just, like, I might make a whole lineup with just Patriots and, like, some Rams or something like that. I just, they're going to put up, like, college numbers I think against this Dolphins defense
1: yeah I think the Patriots and the Ravens are just gonna go crazy offensively I think the Ravens are a little bit easier to predict with who's gonna get the uh, volume with the Patriots I mean it could it could be a bunch of different guys who knows if they're gonna activate Damian Harris I know um, Brandon Bolden got the first carry of the game last week. Sony Michelle played less than 30% of the snaps. Yeah, Rex Burkhead me. was out there. James White almost played half the snaps. They got Antonio Brown there. Yep, I mean, yep. they just have so many guys. Give me all of that. Give me Matt Lacoste, whatever his name <laughs> is. I want all of that. Sounds like you should just play
0: Tom Brady and just capitalize on, <laughs> oh, yeah, for on sure. most of the I, touchdowns yeah, I Yeah, I got Brady start over here. Uh, running back, I wanted to ask you about that. I kind of got a, a hunch on after watching Jacobs run all over their defense is montgomery he ran good when chicago gave him the ball against green bay uh broke a bunch of tackles was running hard if chicago you know gives him the rock more this week i like montgomery here at 4900
1: yeah i usually just like to look for guys that are, are guaranteed to be out there so i know montgomery's a rookie and his uh his he did look good, but his percentage of time being on the field was under 40%, so he's he's tough to trust, but he'd, he'd be a GPP flyer. The only other guy I wanted to mention was Giovanni Bernard with the possibility that Joe Mixon sits out with his ankle sprain. So if Mixon sits out, I think it would be uh, a pretty obvious play in, in Gio Bernard, and he should be someone that should be stashed on your bench if he's not um, taken in your fantasy leagues.
0: Yeah, in your season long for sure. Um, all right, on to wide receiver. At the top, you got Hopkins, Thomas, Adams, Keenan Allen, Juju. Um, I'm gonna go right down to Juju here because if he plays and his toes okay or his foot, whatever the hell is wrong with him, I I like Juju to bounce back. I like Pittsburgh to bounce back here at home against Seattle. Dalton, you know, had his way with Seattle defense, and I just feel like, you know. Pitt's going to want to come back. They're the more desperate team. No one wants to go 0-2 or start 0-2. So I like Juju to kind of have a real big bounce back game. Right there with him at 7,400. Amari Cooper, I like him. And then um, down a little farther, I don't think I'm going to play any Antonio Brown. I know I said New England, but I'm just not going to risk him. I'd rather play the Edelman, the Josh Gordon, things like that. I don't know what your take is on AB this week.
1: I'll probably have some exposure to AB in tournaments. He's got a a pretty cheap price tag. Um, Hopefully we get some reports from practice whether or not he's going to be out there for a full complement of snaps. I do like your Julian Edelman. I mean, you could really roster, play Brady and and pick one of the receivers. I mean, it could be Edelman, it could be Gordon, it could be AB. A couple other guys I like. Uh, One guy at the top is Michael Thomas, I think. He went for over 200 yards in a regular season game against the Rams last year when Marcus Peters was shadowing him. So it'll be interesting to see if they put a keep to on him this time. But he's a guy that just he he constantly gets open and Breeze really relies on just the one-two punch of Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. I do like the Steelers to bounce back. We'll, we'll see if Juju's been practicing full or not. I think it, it's a good bounce back spot for for their entire offense. I know Dante Moncrief got a bunch of targets as well. Um, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods wanted to mention it's it's always hard to pick one of the Rams receivers just because they have three guys that are all ranked in the top thirty. So, the Saints have a, a shutdown corner in Marcus Lattimore. He strictly plays on the outside, so you'd think he'd be matched up primarily with Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Whereas Cooper Cup primarily plays the slot and he'll probably have the best matchup there. Um, Mari Cooper, you mentioned. I like Michael Gallup in the same game. So if you're making Dak Prescott stacks, you could play both of them or, or pick one of them there. And then same thing if you're playing Mahomes, you could stack him with Sammy Watkins and McCole Hardman or pick one of them. And then the last guy I wanted to mention was D.D. Westbrook. I'm going to go right back to him. Gardner Minshew is more of a check down quarterback, so he doesn't really take too many risks. He likes to throw it short. They threw Westbrook watching the film. He had like five or six screenplays. So if he could hit a couple of those, I think he's a good PPR guy this week and not too many people will be on him just because of the downgrade at quarterback. And he's got a great matchup against the Texans.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, I think the Rams, I think I'd like to go uh cooks for the rams wide receiver this week just for the sure purpose of his speed and the fact that you know i just got a feeling that golf's gonna bounce back and cooks could you know burn past Lattimore or whoever else is covering him um down past him i like tyler lockett along with uh dj metcalf dj metcalf looked good um dk metcalf dk sorry excuse me (laughs) dk metcalf looked good um er wilson was looking for him a ton you know we weren't really getting much of our locket love which i thought we were going to have that game and uh dk was was taking up a lot of the a lot of the looks there locket
1: was in my 30k lineup as well and he actually only en- ended up with two targets which, which was well he finally kind of got in the end zone towards yeah. the end of the game which was huge and he did have a 40 yard drop as well yes which yes, he usually he's pretty sure-handed he usually comes down with those but yes you'd think he'll he'll get more targets going forward for sure um then down here farther at 5800
0: you got josh gordon michael gallup 5600 i like both them dd westbrook you mentioned down here at 5400 um will fuller i like the houston offense this week 5300 uh we like josh allen this week so john brown down here for buffalo against the giants
1: uh, 5,200. And even Cole Beasley, who's sub 4K. I know the Giants just got roasted by slot receivers. So Cole, Be- Cole Beasley's a, a deep sleeper, especially in, in PPR leagues. And then down farther at
0: 4,600, I like me some MVS. Um, I think Rodgers is going to have a bounce back game. The offense should click better at home. Um, You know, Adams will get his, of course, but he'll have Xavier Rhodes on him. So I think that MVS is going to get some more looks and he looked good. Uh, You know, week one, Rodgers was looking his way, had that huge bomb to him. He caught it, um, you know, ran a good route. So I like him down here at 4,600 as a, a cheap GPP option.
1: Another wide receiver who's not actually on the main slate, but who I feel really good about. To be a top five, even top three receivers, Julio Jones at home against the Eagles. The Eagles secondary just looks really, really bad, and they have been honestly pretty poor since last year. And Julio's playing at home; he's got a pretty cheap t- uh, price tag on DraftKings at just seventy three hundred. And if you're betting, if you're doing the Thursday through Monday slate, I think you should jam him in there. And even if you're doing the showdown Sunday night slate, I would put Julio in the captain spot on DraftKings. And then you could even find yardage props. So he'll probably have an over under of around 100 yards. I feel pretty good about the over there. Just, I mean, if if should be a high scoring game, and I think he just has the potential to, to abuse those Philly corners. I like think so too. At home in the dome, you know, where Ryan usually
0: excels, Uh, Yeah, I I think I can see Julio going crazy against the Eagles defense. I mean, uh, once again, Keenum threw for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns. So I could definitely see Matt Ryan doing the same thing. Uh, Tight end position. We got Kelsey at the top, Kittle, uh, Ingram, Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, who's going to be out. And then rounding out that top is Vance McDonald's and Andrews. Uh, my top play in tight end this week, I, I like Andrews just for what Hawkinson did against Arizona last week. I think Arizona's always been bad at defending the tight end and Andrews coming in there after the week that Baltimore just had. And, you know, he got looks. I think he had like eight targets. Uh, so Lamar Jackson was definitely looking his way. Um But, you know, up top, you can't go wrong with Kelsey or Kittle here if you're going to pay up for tight end. Both of them are going to be great plays this week. Um, And I like Jared Cook. Once again, the New Orleans Rams game is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, And all camp, they were saying that Jared Cook and Breeze had a relationship. So someone's phone's ringing. It's not mine because mine's in the car. (laughs) um so i think that they're i think that they're going to have a good uh a good chemistry and i like i like cook against the rams defense here as well
1: tight end for me is going to be real easy at the top it's going to be travis kelsey a lot of exposure to him again i think he's going to bounce back find the end zone once or twice i'll sprinkle in some george kittle he's got a good matchup against the Bengals. he had two touchdowns called off the board last week Due to penalties. One was on a flaky holding penalty and then the other was a, a motion penalty. So he could have had a huge game. A lot of people don't realize that. He had two touchdowns called back. And then uh so those are the obvious guys in the top range. I mean, Evan Ingram's just tough for me because I really don't like investing in these Giants players. It's just he's gonna get so many targets. They're gonna be losing games. I know it's probably gonna be a slow-paced game against a tough defense in the Bills. I haven't decided on Ingram yet. I didn't have any exposure last week and it kinda hurt me because he was pretty popular on DraftKings. I just think there's too many other I like the guys above him and I like the guys below him, so I'm leaning towards fading him again. So we'll see what happens. But I think the top tight end play for me is gonna be Darren Waller. He's only I think thirty four hundred and he played fifty-five of fifty-five snaps, which is just awesome for tight ends. He was the only guy that played hundred percent of the snaps. He got uh, 10 targets, and he caught seven seven of them for about 78 yards. So we already talked about that game. There's going to be a lot of passing, and he's got a great matchup. He's going to be out there, and he's got a cheap price tag. So there's no reason not to like Darren Waller this week. I do like your take on Andrews. The only concern is that he only plays about half the snaps, and I feel like the Ravens have a little bit. I just think
0: going against that fast-paced Arizona team – that they're gonna get a ton of yeah. ton of chances on offense. They'll have increased play volume for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I think that's
1: gonna you know ramp up his share. I think they have more weapons there too, and and I think Darren Waller's clearly you know Derek Carr is maybe his favorite target. So he's a security blanket. Just yeah. can check right down. He's got and sure he looks hands. good. He, he he's looks a great. he's a tall skinny guy playing tight on. He played receiver. So I like Ingram at the top.
0: Um, just because Shepard's in concussion protocol, I don't know yeah. if he's playing or not, but he if didn't he, practice if he, today. He did. He, did he didn't. He yeah. Did so, I mean, if he doesn't play, uh, who else is Eli going to throw the ball to? So, I mean, Ingram could get another 15, 16 targets this game. And, you know, I project the bills to, to beat them. So they're going to have to play catch up. Um, I like Evan. Ingram. Wanted to
1: mention T.J. Hawkinson too. I mean, he just had a massive game against the Cardinals. He had a ton of air yards, and uh, I mean, he had a huge game. And DraftKings didn't move him up. He's only priced up to three thousand. Nick and I were talking pregame. We were kind of debating between Waller and Hawkinson. I think we're both leaning towards Waller. We're considering fading Hawkinson because he's pri- he's going to be pretty popular at just three thousand, coming off a huge game and we just think it's going to be a slow-paced game with the Lions and the Chargers. Chargers are a much better defense than the Cardinals have, and there's just a couple other guys in that range that we like. And, I mean, Hawkinson had nine targets, but who knows if he's going to receive that much in the future and he actually split snaps with Jesse James as well so I think it's pretty clear that Darren Waller's a better player yeah I would agree 100%
0: I like Waller so much better and I think DK kind of sees what we see that's why they haven't moved him up and he's at 3,000 that's Hockinson because once again Arizona's awful against a tight end and they play a high pace game so you know he got his looks and they were on the field it went overtime, so I think his stats got padded a little bit. I mean, he had a great game. I'm not going to take that away from him, but he's still a rookie. I'd like to see them do that again against a better defense like the Chargers, and I also think Detroit's going to run the ball more this game, so that's why I, I like me some carry-on. Um, down a little farther. No, no one down there. I'm not going down that far. I think Waller's probably the farthest I'd go.
1: Yep, same for me.
0: Um, but I do like Jimmy Graham. I'm gonna throw him in there as well against Minnesota. Um, touchdown last week against the Bears. Um, you know Minnesota. It's in Green Bay. I think the Packers are gonna are gonna play better. I think the offense is gonna play better. Um, Hooper for the Falcons last week against the Vikings had like eight grabs for eighty yards. So um, and with Xavier Rhodes all over. Adams, I think Graham and MVS should get some looks. And if they drive down the field, get in the red zone, I think Graham's going to be a red zone target and probably gets in the end zone. So he's one that I like down there at 3,700 as well. Um, All right, so defense at the top, the Bears. I don't know why. Uh, Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, and Cowboys. Um, I'm going to call this right now. I think Denver wins this game against Chicago. I, I just... I think Denver's just a better team offensively than Chicago is. Mitch Trubisky's awful. I mean, he's just awful. He missed so many passes that Thursday night game against the Packers. And I think... Week two going into Denver with that altitude, it's a different ball game. Like you can't really practice for that. And people don't understand that, yeah, the Bears defense is probably going to be all over Joe Flacco and everything. But their inside linemen are going to have to take breaks and they're going to have to go to the sidelines and they're going to have to get oxygen and they're not going to be able to play the full game. So I think that favors Denver. And I like them to bounce back against um, A couple against the nuggets Bears. on
1: Denver. They've won like 90% of their games in the first three weeks of the season at home. So that's a good point you make. Just playing at the elevation, it's tough for opposing teams coming in. The other one was uh, Vic, Van- Vic Vangio's is a coach for the Broncos now. So he's used to coach for the Bears last year. Yeah. So he's going to know... The, uh, the types of plays and the types of yeah, offenses that, that run. Trubisky yeah. likes to run and he's kind of a limited quarterback as we've seen throughout his career so if he can take away some of the things that he likes to do I think Trubisky's really going to struggle again agreed yeah and I think the top plays this week for
0: defense are going to be Ravens and Patriots um I like the Bills and
1: um another one I like is uh In the mid-range is the Texans. They're favored by more than a touchdown against Jacksonville. I know I said Gardner Minshew likes to check down. We just don't know too much about him and we know the Texans can generate some pressure with J.J. Watt and anytime you have a team that's going to be throwing a lot of pass attempts, that's the type of defense that you want to target because then there's more chances for sacks, interceptions, fumbles, and touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I'm not too high on Houston's D. I mean, they just cut their like what, their second best corner or something like that? They like ate $7 million because this guy had an awful game and they just cut him after week one. Yeah,
1: they're not a great defense. I think they're just in a good spot against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they'll probably pick up some sacks, probably an interception. Um, there maybe. really wasn't too many defenses I liked besides uh, Baltimore and New England, like you mentioned. Yeah, and the Bills.
0: I, I like the Bills against the Giants. Bills got an underrated defense. I like them. Possibly the Cowboys against Washington. Um, I mean, Case Keenum can throw the ball. They're at home, but I like D'Alcea, you know, some pressure on him. Other than that, the defense is, is slim pickings this week. Um, 49ers had a great uh, showing last week against the Bucs, but they're at they're on the road against Cincy. They're right down there with Houston, so probably take, I don't know, you'd probably take Houston over the Niners down there at the 2,800 spot. Yeah, I'm leaning Houston just because they're home. And honestly, I think I would take a flyer on the Broncos down here at 2700. Yeah, I, I, at home, like I said, I think with Vic Fangio against his former team down here at 2700, that could be a, a GPP play. But yeah, I'll probably pay up for defense this week. I mean, we'll probably pay up for defense this week. So
1: yeah, Baltimore, New England, Houston, and I'm. I'm liking uh broncos more and more we talk about it as well yeah all right so last man standing survivor pick uh this
0: week we went with the ravens at home against the cardinals so we're still in it last week we had the eagles we sweat that one out but we made it so we're taking the ravens this week um last man standing it was between them and the patriots pretty much but we figured we can save the patriots for another home game down the road maybe when they're at home against the Dolphins and really like run up the scoreboard in Foxborough. So uh, we want the Ravens this week. Uh, all right. So
1: week one picks who we got this week. Week one picks. I haven't actually really bet too much yet. I'm just kind of waiting for some more news. A couple teams I'm interested in are the Browns. As we talked about, they're favored by two and a half points on Monday night football against the Jets. I'm just waiting for C.J. Mosley news. So he injured his groin against the Bills. So if they're missing him, I think the Browns are a pretty good bet. I do want to go back to targeting the Titans, so Indy's plus three. So definitely stay tuned to uh, our Instagram and Twitter. We're, We're probably going to post a couple bets this week. I'm just waiting for a little bit more news, but those are, are just a couple of the leans that I have. I definitely can't see myself laying 13 and a half with Baltimore and 19 and a half, whatever it is with the Patriots. I, I mean, honestly, I would, I would lay fucking 20 <laughs> for the
0: Patriots. I just don't see Miami putting up any fight. I mean, the Patriots defense is good. All right. They shut, they completely shut down Ben Roethlisberger, Juju, James Conner, completely shut them down. And now they're going into Miami against Ryan Fitzpatrick and who drake ballage i mean it, they have no one brady's gonna pick them apart i know it's a division game which i hate i hate division games because you never know and new england always for some reason has a hard time in miami circa last year where tyler was in tears after that hail mary playing gronk missed the tackle um and but the Dolphins have beat the Patriots <laughs> five out of the last six games in Miami. Which I is know, just crazy. which is crazy. So yeah, I mean, nineteen—that's a lot. I don't think I've ever seen. I I'm, do
1: feel pretty good about Dallas too. They're they're only like four and a half point underdogs at Washington, so that's going to be another one I look into. And it's a, a division game. These, yeah, division these game division on the games road.
0: Tough. Yeah, it's just
1: Dallas looks good. Washington. I mean, they looked okay, but I think Dallas is just a lot better. I think Zeke's going to have a field day. So yeah, I um, like. I maybe mean, that's a team that we could. Potentially tease and and get them, you know, plus a couple points or something like that. Yeah, I like like the Denver plus three. Um, Honestly,
0: tonight, well, tomorrow night, it'll be tonight when you hear this podcast. uh, Tampa, I like Tampa plus six and a half or seven against Carolina I think I think
1: Tampa plus six and a half seven's good and even if you're feeling frisky money line them because we just don't know I mean Jameis can be awesome or he can be terrible so if he bounces back I think the Bucks can easily beat the Panthers so I almost even like going money line instead of the spread
0: yeah I, I like the Bucks. um other than that yeah I'm not waiting for some injury news and some other things but um yeah we'll definitely post our plays uh on Instagram and Twitter so make sure you follow us That'll do it for week one. On to week two now. Um, Thank you, everyone, for watching, subscribing. You can actually vote for us for Rochester's Best Local Podcast. Um, The link is in um, my Facebook page, Nick Morrow. And um, I think I posted it also on my Instagram. So if you follow us, you can see that. Appreciate it. Um, Anything else before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, just hit us up on Instagram, Twitter with any start, sit questions. We'll we'll be glad to help you out, and uh, good luck in week two. Good luck. Later.